Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be touching on how to improve your depth when you are training your legs during movements like, let's say, the squat, uh, maybe a leg press, a uh, Smith machine squat, or any other leg pressing or squatting variations. In terms of why I'm creating the episode, so I believe this is an area a lot of people struggle with and can benefit from. The reason being is better depth usually will lead to a better stimulus on the target muscle due to taking it through more range. When we are training any muscle group really, the more range of motion we can train it through in a pain-free manner while keeping the weight on the target muscle, typically I think it's safe to say on paper that's going to lead to better muscle growth. Anecdotally, if you try it yourself, do like a half squat, do a full squat, uh, this full squat usually will feel better. It will allow us to get better quality sets. Less fatigue from them due to having less loading. Uh, because if, let's say, we're handling less weight while still reaching failure, we're going to be accumulating less fatigue and less loading on joints as a result of that as well. And we, it's shown that we build muscle, like I, I commented on this a few episodes back, we build muscle best, in, or in some studies it indicates we build muscle best in that middle and lengthened part of a range, part of a movement. So it makes sense kind of putting our efforts towards visiting that range, visiting that position. So jumping into the episode in terms of like what what influences depth, first of all, obviously if we want to improve it, we want to know what influences it so we can try and like kind of adjust them accordingly is our ankle and hip mobility so ankle and hip mobility are things we can improve uh, but they're also things that can just be predetermined from how we are built like everyone's structure is different some people naturally can have better ankle mobility than others and some people naturally have better hip mobility than others but there's still things you can do to improve it you shouldn't think right my ankle mobility is poor it's always going to be poor there's nothing i could do to improve it just because your build there is still you can still troubleshoot you can still try your best to improve those areas so that you can improve your ability to squat or do any other leg compound movements and as a result improving those will help with depth because it will allow you to get your knee further over your toe or further over your foot and the reason why we want that is when we think about targeting the quad, the further our knee is over our toe, the more tension we'll have on our quad because there's something called a larger moment arm. Basically, our knee is further from stacked over our toe, which means more tension on the quad. Uh, and as well as that, if we improve the ability or our mobility at our hips, it allows to sit deeper into a squat without folding over and not being able to get as low. Uh, so yeah, improving these areas will influence depth and also our structure and how we're built. So for example, if you've got a really short upper leg, uh, or in other words, a femur, so the bone that goes from your knee to your hip, if that joint is really short on you, you'll be able to get into a deep squat pretty easily. Uh, whereas if you have really long femurs and uh and your lower leg is really short, so your tibia and fibia. Uh, so if your lower leg's really short and your upper leg's really long, then naturally just to maintain your center of gravity, to maintain balance, you'll fold over a lot in the squat, which will make it more 
more hip dominant, more glute and lower back dominant and less quad dominant. So ideally, we want to be quite upright when we are doing squat movements. So yeah, how we're built, how our structure is will influence our squat as well. And the longer our torso is as well, the more we will be a bit more of a of a like hit by a squatter. Uh, obviously, it depends. Like you might have a really long torso and a really long femur and your lower leg might be really long as well so it might kind of cancel each other out it's about proportions if that makes sense uh, so my first tip in terms of improving your ability to get depth to get more range of motion and to get more out of your leg compound movements is spending time there spending time in the bottom position the stretch position and movements like anything else you get better at what you do it sounds pretty straightforward but it really is that straightforward if you never visit the bottom of a squat, if you never go in that position, how are you going to maintain the mobility there? How are you going to improve the mobility there? Uh, your body's not going to be able to stabilize itself. Your body's not going to be able to maintain mobility in that position if you don't visit it. For example, it's like if you never, let's say never stretched a muscle, then why would it have the flexibility? that you expect it to have it wouldn't because you're not visiting that position because you're not putting it in that place uh, so squatting deep going as deep as you can comfortably go and pausing in there pausing in that position spending time there helps so just going as low as you comfortably can with good form and just using that using your your working sets not only to obviously build muscle but to kill two birds with one stone with trying to improve your mobility and same with your warm-up so pausing in the whole at the bottom in that stretch position and uh, this applies in your warm-ups too so personally when i'm warming up on the leg press hack squat i'll spend plenty of time in the bottom position i'll try and use that to almost improve my ability to stretch my my uh, ankles my hip and try and get more mobility there and the leg press especially is a great time to do so because if your lower back supported if you are basically you're externally supported meaning you're not going to lose balance you're not gonna nothing's gonna like break down in terms of form if you are supported externally so use that time to get as deep as you comfortably can spend time pausing there to really stretch everything out uh, whereas the barbell back squat you might have some form breakdown trying to do so but if not then obviously go for it but yeah use your warm-ups and use them wisely when you're warming up in the gym it's not just a time to like literally get your body temperature up and get some blood in the muscle it's not just to do that it's a time to improve your efficiency on movements improve your ability to execute certain lifts and to prove improve your mobility uh, so when we're doing exercises stop thinking they're just to build muscle for example you can start an exercise this is kind of getting a bit of a tangent but like you, you can start let's say uh, a session with let's say if you're training push uh, line cuffed lateral and that will allow you to get blood in your shoulder joint which can make you potentially a bit safer going into pressing movement while prioritizing your side delts uh, and for example during my pull sessions I start with a pullover variation to get a bit of a stretch in my lats to open myself up to and, and to gain mobility in that position with my arm over my head again if you're not visiting certain positions you're not going to maintain your mobility in certain positions and in terms of what you can do as well uh, is when you are 
performing movements play about with your stance. So this applies on both free weight and machine-based movements. So when you're doing movements like a squat, you don't need to... You've got the ability to play about with your stance so that you can have a stance that will allow you to get the best depth possible. Uh, so for most people, uh, if you want to try and bias your quads during a squat, which typically for most folk, they will be, uh, unless you are trying to really grow your glutes and that's your priority. Uh, most or mo females, for the most part, are have a greater focus on doing that. So you might not need to be really upright when you're squatting to do so. Uh, but when you are trying to target your quads when you're squatting, uh, pick whatever stance allows you to get deep with, allows you to stay upright with, and allows you to get your knee to travel over your toe. Usually that will be just inside shoulder width with your feet pointing out slightly uh, and trying to drive your knees over your toes will usually lead to the best depth. Almost like you're trying to sit in between your legs. That's a good cue I like to use because if you focus on driving your hips back, it turns it into more of a glute and lower back focus movement. Whereas if you focus on driving your hips in between your feet, usually it will help you get more quad and stay upright. And same with machine-based movements. When you're on a machine, you don't have to worry about balance. And the reason being is because you are stabilized. Again, if you're doing a leg press, a hack squat, a pendulum, or any other machine, you're not going to fall over because you don't need to rely on maintaining your center of gravity. So you can really pick whatever stance allows you to get the best depth with. And what I'd say is when you are using like uh, machines, get your feet as low as you possibly can without your heels lifting. You might think you can get more depth with your feet forward, but overall, you're not going to get as much bend in the knee. You're not going to drive your knees far over your toe, which, like I commented on earlier, will allow you to bias more quads, train your quads more effectively, have more tension going through them due to your knee being over your toe. Uh, so, yeah, play about with your foot width and position and where you point your toes and especially with machine work where you don't have to maintain your center of gravity. When we actually squat, it's just going to be, it's going to be hard to kind of visualize, but when you are, when you're doing a squat, if you have your feet pointing out slightly and drive your knees out a bit more, it allows you to stay a bit more upright because if, let's say, your feet are pointing forward, you're going to be pushing your knees further forward, or sorry, you are going to be need you you'll need to push your hips further back, uh, because of basically you're not what your femur's just basically driving your hips back. Whereas if you point your knees out slightly, you'll sit more in between in the squat, which will basically allow you to stay upright. So yeah, that's why we want our feet potentially pointing out slightly. I've kind of butchered explaining that, but it's, it's not extremely important. What basically is most important to know is just pick whatever stance you can be more upright and go deepest with. And that, again, that will be different for each individual. And also, of course, we want a range that is pain-free. We want to use a, a, like, a, a range and a stance that doesn't hurt. And for some individuals, that again, different than others. And if it is sore, what I could say is try and dial back the loading because sometimes if, let's say, you're not used to tolerating a lot of stress on your knee joint, a lot of tension on your knee and your quad as a result of that, then if you expose yourself to a lot of tension on that joint without being used to that, you might come across pain. Whereas if you dial it back, slowly increase it, 
and work with a amount of weight you can tolerate on your knee without pain, then that might help in regards to that. So yeah, think about that when you're doing it. If it is painful, maybe reset load, nail execution, and then progress it from there and only do what load is pain-free. And something else you can do when you are trying to improve your depth during like leg movements is using Olympic lifting shoes or raising your heel on let's say squats or smith machine squats with plates and the reason being is when we have poor ankle mobility we can't get our knee to travel as far over our toe so something we can do to improve this is if we basically lift our heel up that basically simulates having greater ankle mobility because it basically when we're starting it we are when we're starting a movement we're less we're less flexed at the ankle which means we can get lower we can get our knee further over our toe and it kind of simulates having better ankle mobility so as well as trying to improve it so that's what you can also do to try and get more depth more bend at the knee and get your knee further over your toe which isn't necessarily bad by the way some people say oh you shouldn't get your knee over your toe but naturally if you squat if you walk up a set of stairs your knee goes over your toe it's not bad it's not unhealthy to do so if you think about like why would that be the case but you can you can like have bend in your elbow and you can allow your elbow to go under the bar when you're doing pressing movements for example it just doesn't make sense uh, it's completely natural pattern and motion for your like a uh, leg to go through or for your knee to experience uh, so where was i i completely forgot my train of thought so yeah when you are doing movements yeah you can play about with raising the heel and again that would just allow you to a bit better depth and Obviously, you can't really do this to the same extent when you are doing like leg presses or some machine work, you potentially can't raise your heel. But again, you can work on your ankle mobility and get Olympic weightlifting shoes to try and help you do so. Something else you can do is if you are, let's say, using a leg press machine or any other machine, and let's say it bottoms out too early, what you can do is you can put, when you're leg pressing, like a, a yoga mat behind you or something to basically get you a bit closer to the leg press because what that will basically do is allow you to go deeper without the machine bottoming out, without the machine hitting the safeties and allow you to get more bend in the knee and more range. And this is something very valuable to do and something to be mindful of is not all machines are built perfect. Machines have their flaws, even ones that are built by very, very good uh, manufacturers. So there's no reason why you need to kind of fix yourself in the confines of the machine there's no reason why you can't use your initiative and like improve things there's just because a machine's built a certain way it doesn't mean you need to sit in it and use it in that manner there's no reason why we can't uh like use your head uh, uh, there's there's some people that just say like oh you're overcomplicating things just lift weight just just lift heavy uh, and train hard but I don't think I don't think you need to be that close-minded. Like uh, in the olden days, people rode about in horse and carriages. If we had that mindset towards that, then we'd still be doing so. But no, we've got cars, we fly airplanes, we go on trains, etc. Because you evolve with the times. When there's ways to improve things, you do so, and there's no reason why not. So yeah, never never be discouraged when people try and put you down for using your initiative and trying to improve your training. Obviously, train hard. And be consistent, that's what's going to get you the most progress. But is there, if there's ways to improve movements and exercises, then don't be afraid to do so. So yeah, you can put a yoga mat on 
the seal and the leg press, like I said, and that will allow you to basically stop the machine bottoming out as soon. Next up, uh, I'm going to touch on adductor and calf training. So if you believe you have poor hip mobility, these are two body parts that you can train that can help. So when you're training your adductors, your adductors basically open your, it's a machine where you're closing your legs and then resisting your legs being opened. It's the isolation movement for your legs. One of my favorite leg isolation movements, and I think it's got a ton of benefit. It's the only time where we can really isolate our adductors. And if we build and develop our adductors, it makes a massive difference to how our legs look from the front. They look a lot thicker. Uh, they will be, your adductors will be used when we're doing squat patterns and like leg presses when we are going like pretty deep and when our, when our knees are flared out or if you've got a wider stance. But it's the only time for us to truly isolate our adductors. So when you're performing them, if you're wanting to improve your mobility, use this movement for a time to do so. So when you're doing your warm ups, try and improve your ability to get into that stretch position. Trying to try to allow it to open your legs up and improve that position and or improve your ability to get a good stretch in your doctors. Be mindful if you're doing this. Obviously, I'm not saying go in the doctor machine first exercise in your session, set the machine as wide as you can and just bounce it into that stretch position. You're probably going to get injured, but use a weight you can tolerate. Use a weight that's going to be comfortable, pain free and spend time pausing in that stretch position. Again, if we want to be mobile in a certain position, we want to train a muscle in that position so we can access it and be able to control weight in that position. And that's going to help improve our mobility. So when you're doing the doctor machine, pause in that stretch position where you're trying to improve your mobility. And that's something that I think helps a lot. And that will improve your ability to basically access that position. And I like to put the doctor at the start of the session. Again, as I was speaking about earlier, don't just think of exercises as just an opportunity to build muscle. There's things you can do to get more than that out of an exercise. For example, putting the doctor at the start of the session warms up the hip joint, which can potentially feel better if you've got, let's say, funny hips, as well as that it can help improve our hip mobility so that we can do our squat movements better, our leg press variations more effectively and not be limited by our mobility. And the same applies on calves. When you're training your calves, uh, use as large a range of motion as you can. Use a larger stretch as you comfortably can without just using your tendons and ligaments. Keep the weight obviously on your calves. But this is something I like to do myself is like spend time in that stretch position because again, if you're spending time stretching a muscle and using that muscle to actively get yourself out of that position, you're going to improve your mobility there. Uh, and when doing it as well, after I've done my set of calves, so on my leg day, for example, I do calves at the start. On my third set of calves, what I'll basically do is I'll hold that stretch position as long as possible while almost trying to complete a rep. So I'll be like stretching it, but I'll be trying to, let's say, like press into the, the leg press or whatever your, the ball of your feet is pressed upon. I'll still be trying to almost think about pressing up so I'll still have tension in my calves and I'll hold that stretch as long as possible and spend time in that position so that I can again improve my mobility there. And as well as that, I will be basically getting the most out of my calves. I'll be absolutely rinsing them. It's like a high intensity technique that is called an isometric hold. Basically, you're isometrically contracting your calf, which means you're 
you're contracting the muscle you're working it without actually changing it, the muscle's length so i'm just pushing into it making sure my calves are being used but obviously nothing is moving and i think that's extremely valuable again for making sure that you are like having like improving your mobility being able to improve like your ability to get a good stretch or not your ability to get a good stretch your ability to access that position during movements like that next up is just doing stretching and mobility work to improve your ability to get depth and target your quads so like if we never visit a squat position how do we expect to be mobile there uh so like the saying use it or lose it i think holds a lot of truth if you never if you're never in that position when you're sitting down in a squat how are you supposed to be able to squat effectively how are you supposed to be able to get depth if you don't do that i think it is something very valuable just being able to visit that position consistently so if you're trying to improve something just like anything else you're not going to do it once a week you're not going to do it once a month for that you're going to do it consistently so think about like if you're trying to build muscle you'll train consistently if you're trying to learn a new skill you'll do it consistently same applies if you're trying to improve your depth or trying to improve your mobility you'll work on it consistently so sitting in that squat position can help so just at the start of the session trying to sit in that position and get everything a bit looser and also like i do mobility work every day and one of the stretches i'll do is basically sit in a squat position uh, and try and drive my knees over my toes and that will basically allow me to again try and improve my mobility in that position another good example of why i have good mobility and good ability to squat and get good depth and drive my knees over my toes i've got good mobility at my hips and my ankles is because i've done judo for 10 years so in judo it's a lot of groundwork and in the groundwork you're kind of sitting in almost a squat position and uh always like in that deep flexed hip position uh, at let's say an end range of your hips ability or really deep in that stretch position for your hip so i'm gonna have good mobility there from consistently working in that position uh, so what you can also do is like a dynamic warm-up when you are warming up do some leg kicks side to side forward and back to open the hips up as well as like i said stretching your calves on things like your warm-up sets and also during your calf movements if you do that at the start of the session which i think helps a lot so uh, yeah i think that's everything in regards to improving your mobility so you can get more out of your squat and leg pressing patterns and what what i mean by patterns is just your movements your exercises uh, so quick recap on the points i made just so you remember them all so what influences depth is going to be our structure our ankle and hip mobility and uh, also just uh, like our stance things like that uh, so when we are trying to get depth people have got a better ability than others for that reason but there's still things you can do to improve it what can help improve it is spending time there things like warm-ups and using things like externally supported movements what i mean by externally is we're supported by the leg press seat we're supported by things externally so that's a good time where we can really practice getting good depth and spending time in that bomb position next our stance so making sure we're playing about for stance to see what allows the best depth playing about with uh, trying to improve our mobility when we're training things like adductors and calves also trying to wear maybe olympic weightlifting shoes or raising our heels with like a heel wedge or like 1.25 kilogram plates to raise our heel so we don't require as much ankle mobility and also practicing your stretching and mobility work and doing that consistently and 
visiting this squat position consistently and focusing on driving your knees over your toes, which you can do so in the house. It's like a zero cost way, not like you're needing to buy anything to improve it, but it goes a long way. And again, the better depth you can get, the better, the more amount of bends you can get in the knee. Granted, it's pain free. I, I, I'm confident to say that's going to improve your ability to target and grow your quads. So if you look at people who squat really, really deep with a lot of weight, there's it's very rarely that they're not going to have good quads. If that makes sense, uh, I'm, I've never really seen someone with great depth who's really, really strong have weak quads. Whereas you can maybe see that happen if they just squat to depth or they don't stay very upright when they are squatting. So hope you've enjoyed the episode. If you did, like, share, subscribe, share on your story and uh, greatly appreciate everyone's time as always.